Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. So we're going back to the old way again. And Garrett Price. How's it going? I remember there was an old, a new way. Yeah, there was a new way. It was good. Yeah. How'd it go? Um, oh, oh I was like, thing, I'm Rich Dotson. And I'm Matt O'Hara. But I wasn't here for that. So, exactly. You know. We were going to wow. totally You're going to throw you me off. off. Yeah. We were going to throw you off. And, like, and fig- we were we were testing you to see if you actually listened to the podcast when you're not on. Failed. We, we definitely did We definitely did not listen to the podcast. <laughs> wow. You missed a really good one because there was a lot of stats. Well, to be fair, we already episode. saw it on YouTube. So we yeah. were good. Yeah, this one was a little good bit more in depth. Point. Yeah, that's with you. It was. It was uh, <laughs> we talked a little bit more about it. It was pretty good. Got, got, got a lot of good feedback. We did. Some, Some people were like, hey, can you sell me, send me that Excel sheet? Your math was wrong. I was like, well, Matt's an accountant. So I highly doubt that. And then I sent him the, the Excel sheet and like, oh, you were right. I'm like, see, Matt's an accountant. Thanks for having my back, homie. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a nerd. Sure they didn't account for that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back today. We're gonna talk uh we're gonna talk about the big trade this week. Big trade. Matt Stafford Whew. for Jared Goff and uh some picks involved there. So we're gonna talk about that. But of course, we gotta start off with the senior bowl. Hey. We sent Jared and we sent Garrett to the senior bowl. So uh, they'll talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit more in depth than we will talk about because we were not there. Right. No, yeah. You're going to have to let us know about the whole entire experience, yeah. right? Start to finish. Yeah. Uh, for, for us, it was... Showers. And we we did shower. Jared showers very frequently. You guys didn't shower like, together, for the record. It's just that, only once. That came across. Only wrong. one time. Yeah, we were running late, and we had to make it by a certain time right. period. No, so. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, no, it was it was a really good time. It was a really good time. It was definitely a different experience than we kind of expected it to be just because of all of the COVID stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of analysts and stuff that would have been there that weren't there. Uh, you know, normally after practice, you get to go on the field and interview the players. Can't do that. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of different things that we weren't able to do. That being said, it's still there's still something about being able to see the players play in person. You're able to see their sizes in person compared to the other guys. You're able to see like what happens between snaps uh, with, you know, what, what coach is talking to who and who's yelling what, and you know, what guys are getting excited and like, you know, lifting guys up and what guys are just like off by themselves. And, you know, so like there's just all of those little nuances that you don't get from just, okay, I watched the five minutes of tape, which is super helpful. Right. Right. But there's just all those little things that you just don't get. So even though it wasn't everything we hoped and dreamed it would be, there were still a lot of good things we were able to take away. It's always that one part that we, we, we don't know that one element what's between the two, you know, the two ears of any given player. And at least you get a little bit of insight from seeing them. Like you said, either, you know, lifting people up, other players around them, or that do they kind of go into it into a shell after a bad play. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's useful stuff. That's That's good stuff. And, and, you know, I hope to someday be able to go myself. Yeah. Maybe next year. We'll see. Tell us all about it. So what do you just wasn't in the cards for us this year coming away from the senior bowl, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously the senior bowl is just, for the seniors, it's kind of like prom, right? Like right. you can only go if Wait, you're a senior. Can't juniors go to prom if you're invited by a senior. Oh, really? See, see at our school, see all our, juniors at, could go. Back see, when, back when we went to high school, that's the only way. I was not go. allowed to go to my senior prom. I was banned. <laughs> they can't. They Shocking. sometimes do let juniors go if they graduate, as long as they graduate uh, from college. 
Yeah. That happened with the senior Dino Benjamin last the year. The senior bowl, that yes. is. Not prom. Yes, not prom. <laughs> yeah, once you graduate, that's kind of frowned upon. Creepy. Get out of here, <laughs> creep. Is that guy 24? <laughs> Still going to seventh prom in a row, baby. <laughs> what I love about these prom girls. I keep getting older, but they keep staying the same age. <laughs> you, almost, you almost hit that quote. <laughs> I know it's not high, I know it's high school girls, but we're talking about prom. Yeah, all right, let's go. He's not in high school. Okay, I get it. I should have nailed the quote. You're right. You're close. Sorry, McConaughey. Jared, what what were some of the things that you saw? I know you guys can't all see him on camera, but what were some of the things that that you took away overall before we start talking about specific players? Well, it's interesting because a lot of people like they want to hear your input on how like running backs look during like team practice and stuff like that. But in these like senior bowl practices in these team periods, they're not tackling full go. They're just wrapping up. So you see these guys like bust off like a big run and stuff. And you're thinking yourself, Ooh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, is there anything to take away from that? Cause they're not going full go, but right. the cool things that you do get to see kind of like we just said, or like stuff before practice. Like we caught a little session with Najee Harris working one-on-one before practice with the Miami dolphins running back coach, which could be significant because of their draft capital they have in the first round. So yeah, and the, the need at the position as well. Dude was yeah. ignoring like all of the other guys. They're like warming up. They're like, Hey Najee, come over here. Like running him through specific drills and stuff like that. We're like, well, clearly you guys have a favorite here. Yeah, and, and I was following that thread you guys uh, had out there on Twitter as well. And so I saw a lot of that, the little yeah. video clips of that kind of stuff too. And that's and that's important. I mean, he was a guy that, that you know, probably didn't need to go to an event like this, no. but decided to go. He, he has, a, a you know, a little bit of a twisted ankle, so he didn't play in the game, and he wasn't, like, practicing most of the week. But the little bit that he was exposed to coaching – they they're kind of on him like flies on crap, you know what I mean? Exactly. So that that's a lot to glean, I think, from just a small thing. He's good, man. He's yeah. uh, and he's big. He is really good. He, he came I, in at, at six two two thirty, which I mean, he carries that weight very well. I looking at him, watching his tape, he looks like a guy that's probably two seventeen, two fifteen. So the, the extra weight is all. Very lean muscle, you know For what I mean? Sure. I mean, obviously, there's, there's the quad picture going around the internet, so he's definitely carrying some good lower lower uh, body weight there, but um, impressive guy so uh, my, my early analysis on uh, Najee Harris is he's my 1-1 one, one in, in this rookie class, and I thought I thought it, I thought going into this year it would be Travis Etienne yeah. easily. Like, and I think most people did. But, but now it's like there's not a doubt in my mind that Najee Harris will be good at the next level. Um, and how good? Who knows? See where he lands. But he will be a talented running back with probably a couple. He'll fall in that hashtag two- to three-year window, maybe mm-hmm. plus. Maybe get a hashtag four-year window on Najee Harris. But he's going to be good. Uh, I still think Travis Etienne is going to be a quality NFL running back, even as a rookie. But Najee Harris, to me, is just locked and loaded as the 1-1. It, one, it, it's one. funny. Almost like Jamar Chase, for me, is like locked and loaded as the wide receiver one. And it, I like Devontae Smith, too. It, it's funny because I, you know, last year I was a really big ETN guy. I've gone back and watched both years, and I can see, like, it, he definitely did have a worse year this year. Like, it wasn't just perception. Like, watching the tape, I, I've noticed that, too. Like, he's he was much less decisive this year. Like, there was some weird stuff going on, so I kind of want to look into that more. Uh, but he kind of reminds me, even though their play style is different, he's going to be similar to Jonathan Taylor. Like he's going to be very much like, what's the offensive line situation where ETN's going? If it's a good landing spot, he could eat, he could feast, but he's not somebody that's going to create on his own. So that's going to be the interesting thing to see with all of that. But Jared, do you want to talk about some of the specific players that, that either impressed you or maybe not so much at the scene? Ooh, well, I can tell you somebody that did not impress me is Jamie Newman. 
quarterback who actually took the whole year off last last year. He was uh he transferred from Wake Forest to Georgia. Was supposed to be a starting quarterback, this big riser in the Devi community. If you play right. Devi, uh, you can draft these guys before they come into dynasty fantasy football in the in the NFL side. But anyway, um, he took the whole year off, and he was obviously very rusty. He threw like four or five interceptions that we saw at practice, and then it carried over into the game. He didn't he didn't look very good in the game either. Were there any glimpses um, during practice or anything like that that would show you that this guy's got a little something, or no. or was it all rust? Honestly, no. I yeah. think he's a I mean, he could have been a first-rounder if he played last year. The hype was there. Yeah, uh, the hype was there. So It's weird to take a year off as a quarterback because you need those reps. And, like, it's and so important. Like yep. the, the bigger question, I mean, doesn't he have an extra year of eligibility? Everyone you, did. He right. could have if why he wanted wouldn't, Yeah, why, especially at a, at a position where you're – the longevity of the, of your career is is so much greater than any other position. Take that extra year, go back to college. I mean, get the experience, knock all the rust off, and, and kind of hone your skills a little bit more. That seems like a kind of silly decision. Definitely as a quarterback, because if you're remote, you show anything on tape, you're you're getting bumped up a couple rounds, which is right. a couple million yeah. dollars at this point. So if you flame out, at least you're flaming out as a millionaire. What I saw there from the Senior Bowl, um, look at you, through, through the thread and on you know on TV and reading articles, you know Mac Jones, uh, yeah. who decided to go there, didn't play in the game because he had, he hurt his uh, hamstring or his ankle. Or I think it was, I think like. his was an ankle as well. I ankle? thought his was. I'm better than ankle. all of you guys, and I don't need to be here. Yeah, base probably. Yeah, his, <laughs> his accuracy looked really good uh, during his practices. His his timing looked really good, which is really impressive for a guy who comes in for a couple days and just meeting these receivers and playing with them. His timing looked good. And it was also another, another note that I, you know, from everything that I, I pulled together and kind of read, it seemed like he absorbed the offense rather quickly as well. So a lot of the coaches were impressed with his just ability to soak in the information quickly, which is an important piece, especially if you're going to produce early on in your rookie it's, year. I'm I'm weird on Mac Jones a little bit. I have like we're doing our quarter. So when we do our rookie breakdowns, which is what we you know do best. Is you know we're going to do quarterbacks first, like we always do, then tight ends. So like I've started dibbling, dabbling, and uh, don't be dibbling, dibbling too much, man. I'm a dibbler, and <laughs> I'm just dibbling in there on Mac Jones a little bit. It like he's he's weird to me because he is accurate, he's solid, mm-hmm. he's a pocket quarterback, but like he doesn't blow me away. Sure. I see some tendencies a little bit like like the Drew Locke kind of you know tendencies where like. If you pressure him a little bit, things get a little bit fuzzy there. Can you clean that up a little bit? It's just kind of like if I was in a super flex league, like, and here I am, say, you know, it goes Trevor Lawrence, which is the creme de la creme. Mm -hmm. You you do whatever you can to get him. Justin Field, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, right? Those four. And say it goes four in a row. And then say it goes Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, Travis Etienne, because everybody else is there. And I'm sitting there at nine on Mac Jones. Like, I still don't know if, like, that's a, in, a, in a deep class like this, how desperate, like, I still don't know if I want to hitch my wagon to Mac Jones. Like, is Mac Jones like Andy Dalton? Uh, I mean, he could be. I, I've I've kind of, he seems a lot like Kirk Cousins to me. Uh, you know, That'd be a win. That'd be a win. Yeah. Kirk Cousins would be a win. Yeah. I, I think the NFL side seems to be a lot higher on Mac Jones than we are as like yeah. fantasy analysts. But, I mean, a lot of people are talking about him going as a third quarterback, so... Let's no way. see how the draft no plays out. I mean, there's no way. There's literally, 
I would bet my <laughs> dynasty stakes in dynasty nerds that he's not the third quarter. Don't I mean, I mean wacky stuff's happening. Do, do you remember? Do you remember person. like two months ago when there was like a zero percent chance that Matt Stafford would get ch- traded? <laughs> yeah, but zero percent. I know, but no way. There was zero percent. But then Matt Stafford came out and said he wanted to be traded too, though. Like it was a mutual. Sure. It was I'm a just mutual saying. thing. I'm I agree. I agree. Hey, it could happen. But look what they got for him too, though. It wasn't like. We'll get into that. We, we, we will get into that. But one hey, thing Jared zero percent chance Deshaun Watson gets traded. <laughs> one one thing Jared picked up on, uh, and I thought it was a really good He's note. Married uh, Mac. Well, we're not we're not going to get into that. Okay. Uh, but one thing that he noticed was how loose Mac Jones was, like joking around with the guys and stuff like that too. Like, and that that's another one of those little components that was like. Sure. People seem to like be buying into him, and like he was having a good time, like signaling first downs after like an awkward like gazelle, not gazelle, like a fawn baby deer run that he had for a first down, like you know. And, and I'm over exaggerating; he's actually not a terrible yeah, athlete. But you could like hear him joking around with the guys yeah. on the sidelines that have different helmets on, and you can tell just tell that he's just like a team guy. He likes playing. Um, and I mean, he was far and away the best quarterback there. Yeah, it was not close. He's not hard to do at the senior op- bowl. Yeah, I mean, he was operating the offense. Like when you had snapped the ball, you knew exactly where he was going with it. He was hitting the guys perfectly a- in the arms. I any mean, other quarterbacks that you think will be anything other than day three guys? No, I don't think so either. Ellinger, Book, even Mond was probably the best of the group this week. Yeah, and even him, I think he's a day three guy. So I don't hate Mac Jones. I'm not trying to like say yeah, yeah, just- no, no. no. I don't know, like, I just don't... You're not buying into him as much as the other guys. The quarterback's the hardest... We always say it every year when we break down the quarterbacks. Hey, guys, we're about to break down the quarterbacks, and if your name's not Trevor Lawrence, it's really hit and miss. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's so hard. But you're not the same guy who liked... Uh, I liked... Uh, uh, Dan- oh, Daniel Jones? No. Oh, oh, oh my God. Uh, Dwayne Haskins uh, initially over Kyler Murray. I had him ranked ahead of Kyler Murray. Nice helmet, Rich. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it, it's the hardest position to, the, the, yeah. to take. I mean, people that get paid millions of dollars fail this all the, time. all the time. So it is the hardest because there's so many tangibles that go into it. So for me, I can see Mac Jones being solid, but, like, where's he at? What's the cast around him? You know, like an, like Alabama. You're surrounded by studs. Super talented. You know what I mean? So it's like, yep. where does he – I don't see him carrying a team. I see him – but you never know. You never know with the quarterbacks. It just right now – I hear you. I, I hear see you. more Andy Dalton – Solid guy could be a, a QB two, but like he, I don't see that upper echelon Baker Mayfield. And I guess one thing as fantasy analysts, <laughs> I that just registered as he it was talking. Take that we have sometimes. to take into account is the rushing floor that these other four guys are going to give you. Yeah, all Jones four of them will. Going to. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, all Mac four. Jones is not a runner. No, <laughs> that's for sure. No. no. A uh, couple of the other guys that I walked away a little bit uh, impressed with, some of the wide receivers, both the Clemson guys, uh, Powell and Amari Rogers, both looked really good. I think Rogers really elevated his draft stock this weekend, yep. maybe more than any skill position player I saw out there because uh, I had some real question marks about him. You know, they're Clemson. smaller. He is. He's a smaller. 5'9", 11. Yep. He made he, a tough catch in that end zone, that, that touchdown uh, catch. He had a body on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played He played much more physical than his size would indicate. His routes were always very crisp. Caught the ball. I saw almost no drops from him the entire week. Like, Oh, it wasn't Kadarius Tony. We'll, we'll get to him. We'll get we'll get to him. And, uh, and Powell's a, a, a bit a bit more of a physical guy, right? Yep, yep. He's a little bit bigger, yep. more traditional, like, X-body type mm-hmm. of, of receiver. Who? Uh, uh, Cornell Powell. The other Clemson. Oh, okay, yeah. Powell. 
pew. Okay. He has uh, like no stats in college. No, like, he did. He was a very late. Except for against Ohio State. Dude, and Rogers <laughs> and too. He's, I mean, and Powell's old, correct? Yeah. Uh, for older. a senior. Yeah. Uh, I think he's like 23 or 24 or something. Mario like Rogers had over 1,000 yards at Clemson last year. Yep. So it's not like he's like a nobody. And I read that he did increase his stock the most. And I did see that like on his route running, like he continuously burned the events. A lot of like his, his, his routes were super crispy, like probably the best at Senior Bowl. For me, they were for sure. Five nine two two yeah. eleven though that's pretty. He's he's built for yeah. a little guy. That's yeah. stocky for five five foot nine. That's more of a running back build yeah, almost. Absolutely. Yeah. Debo Samuel esque essentially. Build wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Build wise, uh, I really liked Austin Watkins. He's a kid out of UAB. A guy, honestly, I knew nothing about going into the process, which is kind of rare. A lot of these guys had a lot of good information, yeah, behind, like Debbie, uh, yeah, yeah, stuff going on there. Knew really nothing about Austin Watkins. Jared and I talked about him. Just a tiny bit on the way up, and that was it. But uh, of all of the of all of the bigger bodied players, this guy's you know six one and a half, so almost six two. Uh, I think he came in at two oh seven, so good build, good frame. But he moved like a much smaller receiver, which I really liked seeing. Like especially on the, a lot of those cone drills, I really like watching the receivers on a lot of those drills. Who is this again? His name's his name's Austin Watkins, Austin out Watkins. of UAB. Chances are he's he's going to be a, a later round flyer guy, but when I saw him move versus his counterparts that were around the similar size, it was night and day. Mm. You know, guys like uh, McMath and um, uh, Tra- uh, Traven Grimes and or Trayvon Grimes. I always try to put the extra Eon in there, but uh, Trayvon Grimes and and some of those guys like he his movements were just so much more fluid could sink his hips a lot more, get in and out of his breaks a lot better too. And he made some big catches over the course of practice. Yeah, I didn't too. see him drop a ball. Nope. I so, didn't so a name to remember going into this thing a little bit then, huh? Yep. Oh, he's okay. one of my, my dark horse guys that I'm like keeping an eye on as this process goes through. Well, I mean, Cooper cup, that's how we, you know, Cooper cup made a big name for himself at the senior bowl. Absolutely. Uh, that's when we felt, that's when we fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. And then we call him Mr. Mascot mule. We were telling everybody, everybody else had a Cooper cup like later. And we're like, we take Cooper cup with the two, one. I think is where we had him in our rankings at sure, the time. Somewhere around there. Um, Terry Moscow McClure Mule, moved up Terry McClure moved up to the senior bowl yep. as well. So there's always, or at least over the last couple of years, there's something that has stood out or at least a name to watch. Obviously here we're talking Amari Rogers, but another one that'd be low, even more yep. lower Austin on Watkins. that list would be Austin Watkins. Uh, anybody else? Any tight ends? Any Anybody else? Anybody the, running backs? There anybody? wasn't a lot from the tight end position really to get too excited about. Um some of the running backs that I Michael thought Carter. stood out, Michael Carter, especially in the game, stood out. He didn't do a lot during the week necessarily, uh, but all of his drills were solid. Like he never looked bad, and that was, I think, the running back position on, on the whole. Like none of them overly impressed me, but none of them like hurt their stock either. And it's tough and, to evaluate. Sorry, Matt. No, it's all good. And his thing is, he's a smaller guy, and and he's going to be yeah in, five in, seven and seven eighths. Yeah, and so he's going to be a, a space guy catching passes. Uh, you know, everything I've read is that he, he needs probably some work in, in the past pro. Sure. So he's going to have to take a big step forward in that aspect. Although he did pancake tough Borland. Nice. Tough, tough. Borland looked bad. But he made some. He, <laughs> he, he looks not so tough there, are you, Borland? <laughs> he made some nice plays, Borland though, in the tough. game itself. He did. Um, broke off some nice good runs. So He uh, did. Uh, one other small note real quick. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he's the running back out of Oklahoma. He was playing most of the season at around 245 in those mid-240s there. He weighed in at the Senior Bowl at 227. So that's almost a 20-pound difference between what he weighed in at and was playing at and what he played at the Senior Bowl. And I think he looked more explosive. And he had a really good season regardless of that. But I thought he looked much more explosive yeah, this week. You and I actually had both done a, a, most of our nerd score evaluation on him already prior to the Senior Bowl. And, I mean, his burst 
looked so much better at mm-hmm. the senior bowl than initially on his tape. So I think cutting yeah, that weight, that, huh? and that's a similar lev- like to Lev Bell coming out. He was he played sure. in college much heavier much than bigger. he ever did in, in the NFL, and he looked a lot. He, I mean, he looked sluggish in in college compared to the, you know obviously what he did in the NFL. He, so it can be done. He's a good sleeper candidate because yeah. he's probably going to fall in the draft because he had some off the field issues. He came from JUCO. He was mm-hmm. suspended most of the last year, most of this past college football season. He missed like six games or something. So there's probably some issues that are going to like make him fall, kind of like Preston Williams like didn't get drafted, sure. but he was like one of those flyers. But he looks Crowell. Yeah, yep. yep. He kind of uh, reminds me like Deontay Foreman a little bit. Well, you mentioned real quick. Uh, well, this will be the last thing, and then we're gonna you know get to our ads and and all that good stuff. But. Uh, Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tony looks the part in almost every way, except he just kept dropping the football. Yeah, Saw him. Uh, it was it was weird. like they even at one point lined him up in the backfield as a running back, pitched him the ball, and he dropped it. Ooh. Like it was weird. like I don't know if he had the yips. Right. Like I don't know what was going on. And that's the thing. Like that in a one week little showcase thing. And, and something that shows up. Because it, it wasn't something that happened a lot in college, right? I, I need to dig into his tape. Yeah. I haven't watched a ton of games to be able to say confidently one way or another. But it looked like he was, like, way overthinking it while he was trying to catch the football. Like, it just didn't look natural. So, I don't know if it was just this week or what. But everything else looked great. I mean, he, he was in and out of his cuts, getting yeah. in and out of his cuts well and burning guys. Oh, he, and, yeah, he's, he's quick, man. He like, can he, get open. He's yeah, one of those yeah. players, if you watch, like – you know, back in the day, you don't if you don't use a nerd's film room and you watch YouTube highlights of a player, right? If you watch the Kadarius Tony YouTube highlights of him, you're like, I'm taking this guy one one. Like he, who is Jamar Chase? He didn't even play last year, right? That's that's <laughs> that's Tony. Yeah. But it, it, there's I haven't dug in deep either, but like that's a huge concern with you dropping everything, right. like everything. It yeah. was weird. Something to pay attention to when you do watch your film. Like it does. How is how are these guys' hands? Yeah, yeah. that right. never gets to, better at the you, next level. You almost you know you almost have to watch the film through that lens, and mm-hmm. and you're almost picking you know looking Being for it at that point. Yep. yep. Yeah, how many people get better? How many people have really bad hands in college, and it gets better in the NFL? I can't think of many. I can't think of any. Zero. I mean, yeah. I'm sure if we dug deep, like, oh, sure. I had a percentage of a drop rate, you know, like John the Taylor. I mean, Jordan uh, Howard got my- <laughs> <laughs> He couldn't catch it all. And then Melvin Gordon. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those things that yeah. it's a concern. Like, if you if you have trouble catching football in college, it does not get no, better yeah, in the NFL. Right. So, uh, we talked about those. No tight ends really talking about. The running backs were okay. And then that's it. The senior Bowl. It's, a, it's usually a quick segment. So, Let's get into uh, our next segment. Before we do, let's talk about our friends at Prediction Strike. All right, our guys at Prediction Strike. Do you wish you could have had a stock in a guy like Derrick Henry? What? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> Justin Jefferson? Ooh. Hey, Justin Jefferson. Uh, any Buy of these DeAndre players. Swift right now? Oh. Buy DeAndre Swift right now on Prediction well, Strike. Do it. Do it. Oh do yeah, it. and J.K. Dobbins. Any of those, any of those running backs, really. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go into the, like the natural read here, I just gotta say for prediction strike, like this should be pretty easy for all you guys listen to get involved because there's nobody out there that this is built for to make money on than us savvy dynasty players because we are the ones watching these rookies come in and we know the ones that have the high upside and that are promising and those are guys that are always gonna get cheaper and their stocks gonna go up so. Invest in these rookies. Garrett, tell them all about it. 
Well, and, and that's that's the whole thing with this. You know, there's been so much talk about the stock market this past couple of weeks and, you know, <laughs> what stock should you buy? Which ones should you sell? Which ones should you hold? And obviously this isn't exactly the same, but there's definitely some stocks that are those, you know, real inexpensive under the radar ones that all of a sudden could pay off huge. And that's exactly what you get to do at predictionstrike.com. So you can go over uh, to their website, predictionstrike.com or download their app on the app store. I love it when things have apps. So much more accessible, so much more useful for me. I do almost everything on my phone. Uh, So you can find them on the App Store as well. Sign up with the promo code DYNASTY and receive 10 free dollars with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code DYNASTY at predictionstrike.com. Yeah, they need that whole $10 and put it in Curtis Samuel. Super cheap. (laughs) He's going to reward you. I mean, there's so many different players in Dynasty. You can look at this and be like, oh. Tons. You know, like Trevor Lawrence. Sky's the limit, son. Now, he's probably expensive. He's probably already expensive, yeah. Well, there's some, tons of guys that have By upside. The you know what I mean? They're going to go into, like, third-year breakout tight ends. You know, right around there. Cole like, Komet. You know, guys are going to take a step forward. Cole Komet, is a, yeah, he's a great person to invest in right now. But yep. So, I think this is perfectly built for our audience. For Dynasty players, it's Adam Troutman. That's a good investment. I have so many Brian Edwards shares. You can do NBA, too. Nice. Oh, oh, yeah. This is a perfect time here to get those NBA guys in. Now, we don't talk as much NBA, but, you know, well, Jared and I talk a little bit of NBA. Yeah, we talk zero. NBA. We literally just talked the most NBA we've ever, ever. talked in the By show mentioning ever. the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we when the Cavs won the championship. When the Cavs won the championship, we talked about it. We so that, there is that. So. Yeah. All right, let's move on. So now let's talk about the big trade of the week. Ooh. Not, mm. This is a massive trade. I actually like, I, I want to say I like both sides, but. I like the Lions end. I think I get both sides. How about that? Yeah, I get both sides. But I would take, yeah. I think it's good for both sides. But I would want, if you had to tell me how to take one, I'm taking the Lions side. Me also. But I mean, obviously, you know, the Rams are, they don't like Jared Goff. They, they, they got disillusioned with him. They had a horrible contract that they had to get out from under. And they had to pay to get rid of it, basically. So what, what, what was all the deals? Of the, what, what was the deal? What was the deal? Right. Oh. Preface that because we Preface haven't even said that. what the deal was. Okay, sure. go ahead. So Matt Stafford, we just said we liked it to the Rams, right? That's it. <laughs> that was it. That was Matt the only Stafford. piece. Yep. Jared Goff. Now and they both have. So Goff has four years left on his deal. Stafford has two at like twenty. But there is an out million. after two years for Goff. For Goff. So, there's yeah. a, so they're both essentially two year deals. Mm-hmm. And the Lions also got two first round picks and a third. So a third round this year, and then a first round. The following year, and then the year after that, 22 and 23. Which is what they did because mm-hmm. they had to give him an extra first to take on Goff's contract, which yes. is weird to me. Is like people are talking like Goff is like a terrible quarterback because McVay actually opened things up for him in 2019, and they were a little bit more, you know, they, they threw the ball a little bit downfield, but a little more than they did last year because last year they didn't throw anything downfield the whatsoever. The line this past year was pretty bad there. Yeah, it was I mean, pretty bad. They were, they were beat up, and, and, I think with a proper line in front of Goff and in a good system, he can be an operational quarterback. I mean, he, yeah. they took him; he, he took him to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, we know what he can do in the right situation, but this past year just wasn't the best situation, I think. Yeah, you're getting a quarterback for the Lions that is still really young. You didn't get an old guy. You get a guy that you could at least spend time. You're in a rebuild mode anyway, so you can invest. You have multiple first-round picks to invest in other plays around Goff to see what you have. A former first round pick who took a team already to the Super Bowl yep. under McVay's guidance. That's fine. Coaching, whatnot, players around you. It's a quarterback. You were still in charge to go to the Super Bowl. You didn't win, but you still went to the Super Bowl and you got there. So you have Jared Goff, number one overall pick, went there, mm-hmm. goes to the Lions. This is 
fantastic news for DeAndre Swift and TJ Atkinson. I would say it's also good news for Quintus Cephas, but he's the only receiver on the roster. So all news is good news for all him. news. I, I just matter. did a YouTube video on him, but even for him, for a guy who's like an Anquan Molden, uh, like kind of mold for Quintus Cephas, what? I just hit my button. Oh, you dropped. <laughs> it just like got real short, real quick. That's hilarious. I thought about like laughing, like dude, Cephas his face was great. Foot, six foot one, two, like twenty. He's like a big physical guy. He is a big physical Strong guy. Hands. <laughs> really good hands. But TJ, like Jared Goff is like a 70% completion percentage. I saw this stat on Twitter uh, to the tight end. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he, he loves to target the running back. He, yep, everything. Yep, he keeps everything short and sweet. You're bringing in Dan Campbell as a head coach from the Saints who's going to run that kind of offense in, in Detroit. He already said he wants kneecaps. to move Swift into mm. the slot. They're going to use him as a receiver. Hawkinson's already my number two overall dynasty tight end. That's how much I love TJ Hawkinson. He's my number two overall dynasty tight end. Wow. I would draft him in the startup ahead of Travis Kelsey on youth. You know, I love Kelsey too, but I'm taking Hawkinson long. Yep. So you got Kittle Hawkinson. I have a Kittle Hawkinson. Okay. Then Kel, uh, he said, go Iowa. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I love it. But I think, I think Hawkinson, Just not throw, only did he take a, a step forward somewhere too, this year, again. where he's a top six tight end. I think he, that to do what he did in his second year for what we did off his college tape and how much will it love coming coming out? I think Hawkinson is in a tight end premium. I gave up. Let me put it this way: I gave up. I did a startup last year, and I gave up my first this year for Hawkinson in that startup. And my team ended up having some injuries. My running backs got real bad. I ended up with the number two overall pick. Right? Oof. I don't even feel bad about it. It's a tight end premium. Like I don't. Oh well, tight end premium. And, yeah. I, and I'm good at quarterback yeah. already, so I already have I already have I'm set at quarterback. I don't even feel bad about it because I have Hawkinson. You know what I mean? Right. That's how much I love him. I don't like. If it was one one, it'd hurt a little bit more losing Lawrence, but I have no problem losing Zach Wilson, uh, Justin Fields, or something on those lines for what I consider a top three young tight end that's put sure. up numbers year in and year out. So I think this is great news for him. Jared Goff goes in the system, and on the counterpart, my opinion, I'll let you guys talk. After I talk, uh, <laughs> what else <yeah>. is new? <laughs> you know, I got my whole senior bowl segment. I'm just going to sit the rest out. Honestly, yeah. Stafford goes to, to the Rams. He has a potential to be on a team that is finally good, right? He's, he's dealt with 12 years of just mediocre coaching and mediocre talent around him. They finally get a good running back and he's out of there. No receiver. Kenny Galladay is one of the best receivers he's had. Obviously, he had Matt Stafford or Calvin Johnson early, sure. but he's never done anything. He's never won. He's never won a playoff game there. They get a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And even in fantasy quarterback, the highest Matt Stafford's ever finished as a fantasy quarterback is QB5, and that was 2011. He's finished a QB1 six times out of the 12 years. He was a QB7 three times, a QB5 once, a QB9, and a QB11. So only half of that. It has been solid. Now, right, right. going to the Rams, he's going to be in a really innovative offense. But do we know? Do we know if the you know the Rams the Rams take a step back uh, last year? Is the NFL catching up to Sean McVay? Is that a possibility? Either so, this gives McVay a, an opportunity to really open up his offense. Right, the, the push the ball downfield. This is great news for Robert Woods owners. Great news. Oh yeah, Absolutely. he's going to be the receiver that get that runs on the outside. And he's already a borderline wide receiver. One fantastic news for him. Got Stafford's gonna have some of the best weapons he's ever had around Correct. him. Having Cooper Cup, having Robert Woods, having uh, Josh Reynolds and Van Jefferson, having Tyler Higby, uh, and having Cam Akers. I mean, this yep. is a really good situation for for Stafford. I think he will most likely finish his QB one because we gotta remember too. Back in 2019, which was just a year and a half ago. 
Stafford was on pace for a really good year he before hurt, he yeah. hurt his shoulder in week nine. He was on pace for like 5,000 yards or something crazy, it, wasn't it? It was even, absolutely massive, yeah. man. He was he was six in points per game. Uh, I think he was averaging about 21.6. He was fourth in touchdowns in the league up to that point. Uh, he was second in passing uh, touchdowns. Like He was just really thriving. I, and I think the biggest thing even more so than all the weapons, which are awesome, is he gets to be with Sean McFay. Right. Like, he gets to be with an offensive mind that's going to, we believe, get the best out of him. 100%. And I think that's really the biggest boost out of all of it is going to be in that that sense. Absolutely. And and I want to break it down and make it the simplest as possible. I mean, simplest as possible is I think Matt Stafford's a better quarterback than Jared Goff, Mm -hmm. and now he's going to a better situation. So I think you can expect, you know – he, the highest he ever was was top five. I think you can expect him to to reach his potential with with Sean McVay and be a guy that is touching those numbers again, even though he's thirty three or whatever. I don't know when he what year he. Yeah, I don't. Yep. I don't know what year he was when he got to to number five, but two thousand eleven. He still has plenty of talent and to get right back to that situation, even though that was nine years ago or whatever that he that he was a top five finish, and now he's in a better situation. So I I, I really do like that. Um, as far as golf goes, I mean, obviously that's a, it's a step back. I think for him, in offensive systems wise, because it's it's a little bit of an unknown exactly what they're going to run there in Detroit. But the, as far, the weapons around them, I, I mean, yeah, and and the weapons around him aren't as good. So the one person on LA that I'm kind of concerned about is Cooper Cup. I'm I'm mm-hmm. not sure if he's going to be as as needed. Um, as as he was w- when Jared Goff was passing, you know, throwing him the ball. Because like you already mentioned, Jared Goff did love to check the ball down and kind of operate a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, and that's where Cooper Cup makes his hay. And, and so I guess we'll have to see exactly how much Matt Stafford still needs a guy like Cooper Cup. Um, sure. And, and Cup was a roller coaster. And it, it's weird, too, because the receiver they're stuck with, so they're, they're capped. They're cap strapped right now, as it is. They're thirty six million. They're projected to be thirty six million over the cap already um, going into. And a lot of that's going to come to, out of the defense. And I, what sucks is they're tied to Cooper Cup for three more years. They, like, they just signed him. Yep. Th- so their out is in tw- after twenty twenty three. Their out for Robert Woods is after this year in twenty twenty two. They only have a two hundred thousand dollar dead cap or six hundred thousand dollar dead cap, and then it drops two hundred thousand after that. After three years, it's Cooper Cup has a one half million dollar out, but that's in you gotta kind of wonder like who's making these decisions because it seems like whoever's throwing this money around doesn't really have an eye on the future at all in LA. Couldn't care and, less. And yeah, could not care less. It's just a lot of the situations, you know, it doesn't they're not marrying the football with the finances very well over there in LA. And I'm not sure eventually it's going to come back to bite them in the in the ass. Um, and I'm just not sure how, how how far down the line it's going to be. Well, we always say the salary cap's a myth. Like, you can make it work. Like, you can almost make anything work here. And, and that, you, what I, you can make it work, but you have to make cuts somewhere. You're going to have to make – you're going to have to make decisions. Yeah, gonna, exactly. The defense is going to struggle there. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's going to be Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and then nobody else. Just rookie – which are going to be second-round, third-round picks, cheap free agents they bring in here because they're not going to be able to afford – and they're just not going to be able to afford it. They're going to have to – Luckily, Stafford's only due like twenty three million, so he's not gonna he's not gonna cost him son uh, a ton of money. And honestly, guys, I don't really think like there's all this talk like oh the the, the NFL salary caps are coming at one seventy five probably, but nobody's gonna know until later. And there's still like TV deals. They're talking with Amazon. There's still TV deals to be made here as well. And I don't think the owners want to put themselves in a situation where 
they want to ruin their teams because of this salary. Like some of these teams are going to be in real big distress, and they're going to hurt their teams yeah. bad if they have if, if they come in that low of a salary cap. I don't think owners want to do that. I think they'd be willing to like. I bet when it comes all said and done, it's going to be closer to two hundred million than one hundred seventy five million. Everybody's talking. You're, about. You're 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 saying like there's going to be this big push. There's like five or six teams that are really bad off, and everyone else can manage it. So, yeah. I mean, it depends on how how those how big of a voice those five or six teams have. Yeah, but that's twenty five percent of the owners in the NFL saying, "Hey guys, we need to make this work." Because like, if it's not good for me, it's not good for you. And we have like we're we're still making money. I mean, like, it all it all it really all depends. You get all those billionaires in a room, and they might just say, "You know, screw you, buddy." <laughs> like that's you've mismanaged your team for years, and you've been on top. Now it's time for you to check yourself and go down to the bottom where you belong. I mean, that's it's going to be all part of the game. Season. It's all. Well, the other thing I'm concerned about is we've we've mentioned the offensive line and it's questionable, I would say, in in LA. Mm-hmm. Their best offensive lineman is probably still Wentworth, and he's and like he's 38 years yeah. old, and he was banged up a ton last year. It's not even guaranteed he's coming back. I he said sounds he like to. it. Yeah, it's coming back. Sounds like back. it, but you know, it, there's no guarantee at this point. But now we also have to look at the the pick situation. They don't have a first round pick this year, right? Or twenty two or twenty three. Mm-hmm. They're also missing some other picks in and around there. Like how how is this? You know, and they're in a bad situation cap wise too. Mm-hmm. How are they going to improve enough to make sure that there's protection for Matt Stafford? That there's holes for Cam Akers? Like second round picks. <laughs> Third I mean, round picks. hopefully, and hopefully you hit. Hopefully yeah, you hit. But that that's that's the thing that is going to be interesting in all of this is if there's if there's gaps anywhere. There's nothing to help fill those. There's not. They're not going to be able to bring in some stud free agents, and they're not going to be able to have, uh, you know, high value picks to be able to do any of that. It, I, it I, feels like they've been operating on one year at a time for about the last ever since they're they, playing redraft instead of dynasty. Ever since they gave Todd Gurley that contract, that's they've been on like one year at a time. Type, let's just manage this year. Who cares about the future? Let's just. Pay pay the debt with credit cards. It's fine. We'll you know what I mean. We'll 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 pay that. We'll worry about that interest later. No big deal. And and it's gonna catch up with them. And that's where the that's where you need the first round pick is for the money wise because I have no problem in the NFL. I just thought it was weird that people were like, oh, we're giving my first round pick for this proven player. Like I would always take the good proven player sure over a draft pick any day of the week. Like any day of the week. It's just. But it's those a, those draft picks now are so cheap compared. That, that's what I'm saying. But that's yeah. that's where you benefit is you right. get the four you get the five years for so cheap. Even more so for the quarterback. Right. Uh, some other guys that like, it become unbeneficial. You know what I mean to him? Like if you draft a running back at number two overall, like it start getting real well, pricey. Yeah, that's backwards then. Um, but it, I mean, it does occasionally happen. Okay. So what do you? Do, I mean, so do you guys think in a super flex league, this is a good buy window for Jared Goff? Because I kind of feel that way. Like everybody's like. Everybody's talking like, oh, this is just a placeholder. Uh, Jared Goff is like, people are talking like Jared Goff is just all of a sudden just a, an awful quarterback. I, I don't think it's a placeholder. I think, uh, you know, the the GM there now in Detroit was in LA when they picked, he wasn't the GM in LA, but he was in the he front in office in, in LA when they picked Goff first overall. So this is a guy that obviously likes Goff still, if, he, if he's willing to trade for him. Um, and I think, with all the other capital they got along with Goff, I think if he works out, it's icing it in the cake. I don't think they're trying to move on from the guy. I, I think they'd like to make it work with him, but if it doesn't, they've got all these extra picks. You know what I mean? So it's 
Yeah, the the other part of this, and they were talking about how much money they're taking on with with the deal and all that stuff. But this is a rebuilding franchise. Right. They they couldn't care less at this point, like what the situation is with the salary cap. They're not planning on contending anyway. If we have to spend money to get more draft picks, we'll spend money to get more draft picks because that money's not doing us any good in winning right now. So uh, I, I think I think that's a big thing there. But on top of that, I'm not going. And this is this is a little bit on conspiracy theory side. I understand this, but. There are teams out there like Washington, like Indianapolis, that could use a mediocre quarterback. I'm not convinced that they wouldn't even try to make another deal where they, hey, we'll give you Jared Goff for a second and, and just just keep moving moving it down the line, keep acquiring more assets, acquiring more assets, because by the time that they are good enough for Jared Goff to be relevant, they have his out in his contract, and they're probably going to move on. Yeah, but even if you're going to rebuild, you got to start with a quarterback. And my point is, like, I don't think, I, I don't think, th- I think you kick the tires on him. Me personally, I mean, if, on Jared if, Goff, on Jared Goff. Oh, I, if you're I would. Detroit, I, I'm I, saying buy Jared Goff. So of course I yeah. would. Oh, kick I'm, with, the tires I'm with you. I'm fine. The price right now is cheap. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I, I think the Lions are in a per- again. It goes back to where I said you know, we started off with is like I feel like the Lions are in a perfect situation. They got a quality quarterback that's already gone to a Super Bowl. Who again is he? Is he better than Matt Stafford? No, absolutely not. But it. Is he good enough to get you to a Super Bowl? He was. Theoretically. Yeah, yeah 100% he is because he already did it. So 100% he has, he's so already yeah. good enough to get you to a quarter, like the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you're rebuilding, but we can see, we've seen in the NFL. You can turn this thing around fast. I mean, three years ago, the Browns were 0-16. Yeah. They should have beat the Chiefs uh, a couple weeks ago, and they should be going to the Super Bowl to play Tom Brady, but they're not. Oh, don't That's beat what, yourself up. I'm not. I'll, I'll right. get over it in 50 years when I'm dead. Um, but you know what I mean. Things are turning around quickly. So now they 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 bring in a receiver. Say say they can't come to terms with Galladay, but maybe they sign Allen Robinson. Now they have Allen Robinson, Quintus Cephas, DeAndre Swift, T.J. Hawkinson. They have a first round pick this year. I mean, they get a good offensive lineman. They have two first round picks next year to build on top of that too. This is a team offensively that could start turning around. They uh, uh, Jeff Okuda. Last year, I, I, I don't know that they pick. have the money to do all of that though, because they're already below the the line for the salary cap. But so they're below. But so they bring in a receiver. They're um, ten, eleven. They're probably manageable. Like a couple, a couple of bad contracts in there, and they're sure. good. To sign a receiver, well, they got no matter what, they got to sign a receiver because they only have it's Drano Yeah, they got to sign somebody. Yeah, yeah, they got Drano Allison. They need warm bodies. Quintus Cephas, and then other t- couple guys like Tim Kennedy <laughs> and like Robert Downey Jr. on their on their roster. Yeah, Iron Man. Before, Iron yeah, Man. yeah, that's it's, a hell of a hey, look prospect at me. right there. Billionaire. So it, for me, it's like I don't think the lion the Lions have what they need. They have multiple first round picks. They're young offensively in some key positions here. Like I said, good news for DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift is locked in as a running back one if he stays healthy this year. I think TJ Hawkinson's locked in as a top yeah. three tight end. If you want like a bold prediction, the number one fantasy tight end next year is going to be Travis Kelsey, then TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> I mean, how many how many times are they going to be down in games? They're, they're going to be playing from behind a lot. Right. They're going to have to check the ball down in passing situations to DeAndre Swift. Now, do you believe that the Lions could potentially – Take a quarterback in this draft because they do pick seventh. So I wouldn't. Again, I would if I'm the GM of the Lions mm-hmm. and I just made this bold move for Jared Goff. Is I want to lease like if you take a if you take a quarterback there, then you're just washing Goff as it is. And he has two more years guaranteed. You have multiple first round picks later. Use that first to better the team now. 
See how golf acclimates with the new head coach, with the new GM, and new, his new teammates, and see what he has. If it doesn't work out, you have multiple, you have four first round picks over the next few years to get another quarterback. And for the record, that's what I meant by kicking the tires. Like I feel like the Lions should kick the tires on Jared Goff and yeah. not move on from. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm. I'm using a, yeah. who's the best offensive. This is a solid offensive line uh, draft. They have some good players here. Who's the best offensive lineman I can grab here? Who's the best defensive tackle? Here's who's the best player on the board. If I'm the Lions, who we're bad enough besides quarterback and running back, which you won't you wouldn't take there, or Kyle Pitts is who's the best player on the board? That's where we're taking. We're rebuilding this team. I'm building a winner. So yeah, I don't think they. I think I honestly think it would be foolish to take a quarterback because I don't think there's gonna be any quarterback there at seven that's well, better than Goff. But they they acquired all that extra draft capital. They could easily move up, you know, three four spots. You know, if, if they if they love fields, if the, which apparently the Jets aren't taking a quarterback, we'll see. Could be smoke screens, but I wouldn't the, take a quarterback of the Jets either. But you could, okay. But, <laughs> uh, but I mean, you could you could you could make that trade, and that with some of the extra capital they just acquired, and if Justin Fields is your guy, you get Justin Fields. If Zach Wilson's your guy, <laughs> you get Zach Wilson. I I just don't know. I just don't know at this point from what I've seen in you know, the, the future classes, if any of the quarterbacks coming up are anything special. Next year's class kind of right. looks, uh, like, you never know. We well, some, about somebody, I was going to say, somebody year. will emerge, of yeah, course. They, they always, always do. do. So we're a little bit ahead of schedule on this show. Um, how about we take some listener questions All right. here to end us off? Is this the Senior Bowl show? Uh, Jared, why don't you hit us with some listener questions out from the Twitterverse? Yeah, so we got a couple of good ones coming in. We'll start with uh, at... Devin Maney on Twitter. Would you rather have Joe Burrow or the 101 in a Superflex? Hmm. I'm taking 101. 101, but it's so, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, obviously. Um, but I, love, I love Joe Burrow. He's a yeah. fantastic quarterback that did it for one fantastic year at LSU. I think for sure he's going to be good. This is not a diss on Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence is different. He does everything well. He has been meant to play quarterback since he was a freshman in high school. You're talking about a guy who's only lost two games. And even at Andrew Luck, and from the Andrew Luck level, right? When you he's he's the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. The difference between him and Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck played at Stanford and Trevor Lawrence went and won national championships and played at Clemson and played the best of the best and still thrived. There's no, there's no, in my eyes, again, my opinion, there's no way to Try and murky this water better. I see people that write for us on our site going, oh, yeah, I would take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence, or it's oh, close no, I, It's close for me. No, it it's, is. It's definitely Trevor Lawrence in that situation. It's not close. It's not close. And Burrow, I'm not saying Burrow. Burrow is, no, Burrow and Lawrence close. is close. Burrow and Lawrence is close. It's close, but it's Lawrence. I agree. For me. That it's close and that it's Lawrence. It yeah, doesn't look I think like, I would go T-Law, too. It doesn't look like it's that easy of a decision for you. It, it's not that easy because I, I do really like Joe Burrow. I think he's got he's got everything you, you're looking for in a quarterback. We've already seen him be fairly successful yeah. from a fantasy perspective. Tougher division. You know, but... So, so for me, this is a multiple-choice question. I like Joe Burrow an awful lot, but when you see the correct answer in the multiple-choice, you just pick it, and it's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I lean that way, too. The good news is, though, I think there's times where you might be able to get Joe Burrow plus, and if I can get plus, I might do it. Depends what the plus is. Next it, it absolutely depends on the plus. So this question comes from at Joe Girardi 99 If Jameis Winston 
lands a starting job somewhere, what is his trade value in Superflex Leagues? First round pick. Late first. Yeah. Any young quarterback who's a starter is worth a late first round yep. pick of list yep. in Superflex. Yep, absolutely. And his best case scenario is Definitely. we're going to talk about next show in the Nerd Herd Show. Because yep. we're talking about players that are free agents or that could potentially be free agents. And what, where we look for them that land ideally, Jameis Winston's on that list, so we'll talk about him we in the talk next about show. Him, but yeah, yeah, I think that I think that late first. But a first round pick. I feel my my theory in Superflex, if you want to trade for a quarterback that's under the age of thirty, he's worth a first round pick. Yep. That's pretty universally uh correct, I think. Hit okay. us with the next one. All right. This one comes from at Aaron Van D ninety three. In a dynasty superflex PPR, what should I be asking for in return for Lamar Jackson? Hmm. Oh, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, no, it's. I mean, it's a hard one because I mean, it, obviously, in Triple my S. eyes, in my in my eyes, I think he's kind of getting devalued a bit. So it's a it's a very. I mean, last year, you know, before the season started, you're 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 talking about two or three first round draft pick. You know, you're you're shooting for the moon. And then he comes out and he doesn't throw thirty six touchdowns, and the Ravens are last in touchdown passes, Absolutely. last in pass attempts, and last in passing yards. But he did improve quite a bit over the second half-ish of he, the season. It's so it makes it for a very tricky evaluation it, it does. and a very great a great question. And and I'm not yeah. I'm not we we've talked about this a ton. I'm not a Lamar truther either. I'm, yeah, if right. anything, I've been on the opposite. I've been probably too far sure. down. But if I have him, I I'm in the middle of a startup doing super, uh, a super flex draft right now. There's only about ten or eleven quarterbacks that I can say safely that I feel comfortable that they will be the starting quarterback of their team for the next three years. Like outside of that, it gets really murky, really, really quick. So at that point, I I have to get good value for him. So I'm and, they, and they're talking about extending him, right? right? I mean, they've already come out and said that. So they said they will extend I, him 100. Right. I I need I need three firsts to to give up Lamar Jackson. And that's tough because I don't even I don't even love the guy, but I I think at this point a guy with that much potential, that much upside, I don't know that you can sell him for much less. If it's going to be you know two first and, and a second, okay, well then one of those first better be top three, you know, yeah, or something the, like that. Where the Ravens right. are, so you're getting replacement or yeah, at least the, a shot at replacement. The Ravens are dead last when it comes to passing, but they're number one when it comes to rushing. And Lamar Jackson's a big part of that. Mm-hmm. So from a fantasy aspect, like he is a very good quality quarterback, yeah. but you got to look at the Mike Vick trajectory there where. He get, he's going to give you those couple quarterback one years, but it's just slowly start to fall off there. Once he starts to get injured a little bit, I mean, you got to imagine it takes one bad leg injury, not bad, it just takes one leg injury for Lamar Jackson. And his fantasy value is pretty much out the window there. So for me, if I'm trading uh, Lamar Jackson in a super flex, yes, I want three first round picks. But for me, I'm not even going that route. I'm just going to target another quarterback I do feel more comfortable that's, with. That's what I would, I, you, you try to flip it into something long term. Because uh, I, I, I feel the same exact way. I feel like, if he if he blows out his ACL and just never regains that extra gear. Lamar Burrow. RG3. Lamar Burrow. Today, Lamar, tomorrow, Burrow. All right, I'll ask you tomorrow. <laughs> I was gonna say, you could you could if I if I was a person that had Lamar on my team, you would be able to entice me with Burrow plus yeah. something. How about that? Like I would, I, mean, wa- I, I, I would not- want Burrow. Like I would want Burrow, but you gotta give me more. Even though I would just want okay. Burrow, right? Here, but, but, here, but that's but that's pretty close, though. Yes, it's, it's okay. pretty. Oh, it's really close. Like they're within like three. Like I actually think players. I have Burrow ranked a spot higher. But but here's here's a better question. Go piggyback up. The last question is: Right now, somebody comes to you one one super flex. 
I will give you one one for Lamar Jackson right I'll now. I'll take one one. I'll take one one straight also. up, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, I will take Trevor Lawrence straight up over Lamar yep. Jackson right now. There's not many quarterbacks I would take. Like when we do, once we implement our rookies in our super flex rankings, Trevor Lawrence is going right to the top. He's going right to the top. All right, real quick. Obviously, Mahomes is ahead. Josh Allen. I'll take Josh Allen today. Kyler because of his rushing ability. Kyler Murray. I would take Trevor Lawrence over Kyler Murray. Ooh. Okay, I would still take Kyler. The only, here, here, I'll make it easy for you. The only quarterbacks I'm taking ahead of Trevor Lawrence in Dynasty Superflex right now are Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes, and Josh Allen. That's it. Justin Herbert? I would take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'm taking Herbert. It's close, but I, I... Again, it's... I like Herbert a ton. This is not a diss on Herbert. He's my sixth overall quarterback. That's just so much risk. A guy that already showed he could be like a top five quarterback. It is risk. But I think... Listen... Herbert came out and showed us that he could be that top six guy. New coaching staff comes in here as well. So he's got a new coaching change as well. It's just, I'm just, I'm willing to just saddle it up with Trevor Lawrence. It's just that simple. Like to me, he's just one of those players. There's not a doubt in my mind. He's going to be fantastic. There's here's a better way to look at how many of these quarterbacks have we seen that have come out into the league that are, that, that every analyst that's ever analyzed quarterbacks at a high level and looks at a player and says either, this is the best quarterback I've ever scouted, or this is a, a true generational quarterback, which only, we only hear that once every 10 years, and that quarterback has failed. Never. Ne- those guys are always fantastic. Andrew Luck, John Elway, Peyton Manning. Those guys are always I'm fantastic. trying to, I'm racking my brain for one that was like even mentioned as a generational guy. That everybody doesn't. likes those guys, but I'm talking about that like everybody is consensus. Like, this is generational talent right Who is the guy that Peyton Manning was drafted? Brian, Brian Leaf. Brian Leaf, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Brian Leaf. But you know what I mean? Like, those guys are always good. And I love Justin Herbert, yeah. but Trevor Lawrence is a little bit long, younger. He, he, I mean, like two years. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And this is not a diss on anybody yeah. else. This is not a diss. It's, it's like saying. I'm just going to take what I've already seen yeah. as a top five type of guy. Things change in the NFL all the time. His sure. coaching staff changed. His offense is changing. He's losing Hunter Henry. Mike Williams might be gone. We don't even know what the offense is going to look like. Sure. He's getting Austin Eckler back. Are they going to utilize I just think it's Austin an unnecessary risk. Game? It just seems like an unnecessary risk to me. You're well, splitting hairs. Sometimes you've got to risk it yeah. for the biscuit, right? Exactly. Right? So, <laughs> it's a, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah. I understand your point, yeah. and it's not like I'm, I'm not even going to argue it because it's like I'm not going. No, you got to take Trevor Lawrence. That's fine. If you took Russell Wilson ahead of him, I'm like, oh okay. If you took Lamar Jackson ahead of him, I'm like, oh okay. But for me personally, He's I'm going third for you. I'm saddling up all on Trevor Lawrence. I'm taking him fourth. I take Deshaun Watson ahead of him. Oh, you'll take Watson ahead of him. Okay. I'll take, dude, Watson went out and led the league in NFL passing yards with a bunch of turd Fergusons around him. <laughs> With no running game whatsoever, no. You know, what about Dak? What about Dak? Ooh, that's him. close. Yeah, you forgot about Dak, huh? Everyone forgot about. He Dak. breaks his ankle and just yep. everybody forgets about him. Everybody forgot about him. And that's some good weapons in Dallas. Mm, real good Buy low on predictionstrike.com. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, it's close. We'll get back to you tomorrow. Talk to me tomorrow. I'd probably take Trevor Lawrence to be honest All with right. you. Just to stay, just give me that you like. He's he. Those kind of players make every, it doesn't matter. It's cool that Dak has all those weapons. I feel like Trevor Lawrence can make everybody around him better. Oh yeah, that's what that's what good so, quarterbacks do. We have time for uh, what another question or two? Yeah, here's here's a good general dynasty question from uh, at Dustin Hlavik. Sorry if I butchered your name there, Dustin. 
Uh, what? I'm sure that's it. No, I'm sure you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Leave it. Lavish. Shut up. Lavish. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a lavishly lavish. <laughs> All right, here we go. What's your favorite site to run leagues on, and why? Oh, you just want you just want Rich and I to fight. That's all you want. No, I think it's a good question. I love both sites. To be fair, like I don't. This is not a diss. Any, it's just I prefer one over the other. Yeah. I I use both. Let me put it that way. Sort of. And I'm gonna stay. <laughs> I'm gonna stay off to the side because I only actually use just the one. Okay. You you don't you haven't done a single league on Sleeper. Not one single league. Yep. Wow. That's so crazy. let's let's talk about it. Yeah, you like sleeper, in, Garrett. Inform, inform right, me so, a bit. So I guess. here's like, the, the biggest. I think the biggest thing for sleepers. It's free. That is that's a pretty, huge thing. It's very pretty. It it is free. It is very pretty, and it's super easy to use and understand. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing. Is MFL is unnecessarily confusing. Like there's so many different things going on, especially on the website. You get in there. So yeah. time out. What is MFL? We haven't said right, my so fantasy league. My fantasy league. league. Okay, thank Love you. That. Those are the those are the two main sites. There are some others. Yeah, there's Flea, Flea Flickers. Flickers. Another solid. To be fair, Flea Flicker is a very solid it's site. Solid, it's yeah. also free. The, but I think for me, I do most of the stuff on the phone, and I think the app for Sleeper is just far and away the best. By the way, I don't know if you saw this. Jared tweeted it out today. I saw it. Yeah, they can turn it. off the mascots. I loathe the mascots. By the way. <laughs> uh, but and it, it it seems to be people that recently got into Dynasty seem to like Sleeper more. People that are a little bit more OGs seem to like MFL a little bit more. Yeah. OGs. That's yeah. like, I I <laughs> so I love my fantasy league because I love the custom customability of it. Uh, I I've used sure. it forever, so all my leagues are on there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, I've had it forever. I don't like change, and they've been really good to <laughs> us over the years. Uh, MyFantasyLeague.com. They've taken care of us. Above and beyond. Oh, yeah, they're great. So I'm just loyal to those guys. And mostly, I'm in all MFL because I'm not really in any leagues other than r- leagues that Rich is in. So he knows he starts them all. <laughs> they're all in MFL. And Fine, Rich will do another yeah. And to be fair, Sleeper's free and MFL is free for me. So it's good. <laughs> it's, all, it's all free. Yeah. And my basically called us and said, hey, Rich, we got to start charging. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sleeper doesn't charge me. <laughs> but, but I will say this. If you're a newer to Dynasty player it would probably be easier to get set up on sleeper. Wouldn't you probably agree? I would say this. If you just run, if you have a couple, you have 10, like there's 12 of you guys and you just want to run a league and there's nothing fancy about it all, right? Just PPR, super flex, non super flex. Yeah. That's it. Sleepers, sleepers for you. And if, it, if you run a very simple league with nothing crazy at all, sleepers for you. Mm-hmm. If anything beyond that, it's myfantasyleague.com. It's the most customizable league out there today. If you want to add elephants into your league and and then Bambi can come into it too and you have like old Disney characters, you can add those to my fantasy league. You can literally add whoever you want into my fantasy league. You can create your own names in my fantasy league and put them in there and you can draft them. They won't get any points, but you can draft them. We should, we should do a Disney draft. It's just, it's very customizable. I would do great and, at that. And we know in Me Dynasty, too. people like to get crazy with it, right? So sure. if you're playing like Debbie leagues or campus can't leagues or nope. anything on IDP, like just my fantasy leagues for you. And and you're right. The, the one downfall to my fantasy league is it's very complicated when you want to go into things like that. And some of the simpler things you want to do, like just changing the, 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 the waiver wire yeah. can be difficult sometimes. It's like, when do I pick in the future? And just, I don't know even where to find where my draft picks Just are. to be clear, my fantasy league does cost money. It does cost money. It does right. cost money. Yep. 
So and it, and, it, and they they it's have it's not a, a lot though, but sixty bucks. It's yeah, like you spread it's like it five bucks a person if you're right. in twelve man league. And they do have a secondary app for the MFL Platinum. It's not run by them, but I love the app. I do everything. That's the thing for me. I do everything on the it app. It works. It yeah. works great for me. I love it. So I love. I love both Fine. of them. I really do. I think sleepers are, endorsement there, Garrett. It works. I, I think sleepers just so much easier. <laughs> it I, is, yeah. and I, I think it's it's prettier. It's a it's a good platform. I don't diss it. I use it. I run yeah. all I run all my last hundred standing leagues on my on sleeper. So I yeah. I literally have seventy five leagues on sleeper. Ew. And I will add that sleeper is constantly updating their website and their app with new features, new 100%. things to excited to see where they're going to be in a couple. MFL is kind of just. It is what it is. And, I mean, customization, like, you can customize the shit out of it. Because, like, I've been in some leagues where the guys know, like, HTML coding and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, they can it, do some crazy stuff. You can do some crazy stuff with it, and you completely change how it looks. So, oh, if you can code, yeah. You can yeah, change I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's just, like I said, if you want to get crazy, like the Scott Fishbowl and everything, yeah, like, it's just, sure. it's just so much, it's, it's nice that, that way. So, yep. so it kind of just depends on what you're needing. All right, that's it. Those are no more questions. We went the full hour on, on that, so thanks for listening. We're going to dive into our next show, The Nerd Herd Show, where we're going to talk about some free agents or potential guys that are on the market and where do we look as their ideal landing spots for the 2021 season. Of course, you can find this show on YouTube. Make sure you check that out. Subscribe, please. Like it. Hit that notifications button. Because now we have the, the podcast on there. We have unique content on there, on there as well. You guys talked about the Senior Bowl on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Marvin Eloquin's doing some great videos for us on YouTube. Jordan Reigns, if you're into IDP, he he does a lot of our IDP videos, which are great on there. Uh, the IDP Army, that's a fantastic video. I just had a video come out today about three of my favorite stashes for this month, at least early into it, where I talk some of those guys on there. So we have a lot of other, if you enjoy the podcast, we have a lot of other content for content from us coming out on YouTube. So it's just another way to expand your Dynasty game. So check that out. And it helps the website as well. Of course, if you help the website also by uh, going to iTunes, leave us a rating review. That helps out as well. And join the Nerd Herd and use the Dynasty GM. We have some new tools coming here. We have a lot of new th- new tools coming to the Dynasty can't GM wait. this summer. I can't wait till we can announce some of this stuff I know. And, as, and, and just drop it, man. Well, we had, we had a hint. I'm surprised Rich hasn't already. I saw my. <laughs> well, the one thing we just saw, uh, we put on Twitter, their beta test now, it's going to implement all the draft picks from everybody's league. So all those will be in the Dynasty GM. It's going to be a really a one-stop shop, the GM. Just like we promised you when we launched it in August. Yeah, yeah. Anybody that's used it, that got the GM originally in August and is sitting here today in January, it literally does about 10 times many things as it did then. And like We're we made still a, adding to it. Yeah, and we, we made a promise to everybody when we got this. Like, the more subscribers to get, we get the more we just give that money to our developers and make it better. Every day we get new people sign up for the GM and every day we go to our developer, make it better, make it better, make it do this. And he's doing it. We do slightly more than that. We usually give them a little bit more direction than make it better. But well, he, he we have could, ideas. That's stupid. If we do better. Shout out to uh, Dynasty Stump. Yeah. If we told him, yeah. just get it, make Shout it better. He, he would, he yeah. would do it and, <laughs> and, yep. and make it better. But yeah, yep. I know, and a lot of a lot of our listeners have actually gone in and been beta testers for stuff like that too. Like yeah. we're we're awesome. we're listening to all the things you guys are saying. We're we're trying to make it the best tool we can for you guys. Yeah, yes. a lot of feedback has kind of molded the tool as well. But there's yep. a couple things coming, and there's a couple. There's one big thing coming that's going to be fantastic. I think it's it's simple but big. Uh, if you go back two years ago, you probably uh, love it, but. Uh, <laughs> You, know, you couldn't help it. <laughs> Slowly but surely. If, if you've been listening for the past two years, you might know what he's talking about. So that's it. We'll be back uh, next week talking more Dynasty fans. Well, we got about, what, four or five more weeks till we start to break into these rookies, Oof. right? 
We're around there about four more weeks. We're right around there, yeah. So we'll be back next week, Nerd Herd. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Adios.